Hello and welcome to Hitting the High Note. I'm your host, Kevin Cusack, and today I'm joined by a very talented band from Hong Kong, and they are originally from Mexico. I am joined by the band Deer. So Deer is composed of, of Adriana and Miguel. Deer's music is a mix of trip rock and industrial pop. And they've played various countries and have played a lot of festivals, such as Glockenflop in Hong Kong, V-Rocks in the UK, Canadian Music Week in Canada, Wake Up Festival in Taiwan, Zanderi Festa in Korea, and a Kansai Music Conference in Japan. They'll be playing their first music festival in the beautiful state of Arizona, aka the Valley of the Sun. They'll be at the Mesa Music Festival on Friday and Saturday, playing at the legendary, iconic music venue, the Nile Theater. And I'm proud to welcome to the show, Deer. Hey, hello. Hi, Adriana. How are you doing today? Uh, fine, a little tired because it's been a long trip. We had a long road. But now I'm. I think I'm resting. I'm here outside the at the coffee shop, so I'm now a little calm, much better. <laughs> Excited <laughs> yeah. about this experience. You were at the Golden Gate Bridge last night. What was it like seeing yeah. the Golden Gate for the first time in person? It's been kind of strange because you know you see all these. Uh, these postcards, all these places, like you never imagine that you will like step on, and suddenly you're like standing out there. There was like a very pretty moon outside. It was incredible. It was like the biggest moon we've ever seen. A lot of people travel here, or probably the people who's living in San Francisco, they like get used to. Same as. When we arrived to Hong Kong, now we are, we've been living there for around 11 years, so probably not very excited anymore. <laughs> but every time you have this experience in in a different place, it's something that you have to, like you are like standing out there, like trying to remember all the, the, the sensations, the view, everything. So it was amazing. That's wonderful. And... Yeah, you are originally from Mexico and live in Hong Kong. Tell us more about how you ended up in Hong Kong. Well, I'm an ethnomusicologist. I studied ethnomusicology and I specialized in Chinese music, uh, Chinese music studies. Then I got the opportunity to do a PhD at Chinese University of Hong Kong. So... There, after my PhD, I got an, uh, an offer for a job. And suddenly, we didn't imagine that we'll stay there like for 11 years. But yeah, everything passed like super fast. Miguel is my, has been my, my couple since 2005. So we've been together for a long time. He decided to support my decision to go and study abroad so he moved into Hong Kong with me and there in our new land new territory with no friends nothing to do 
we started to do some kind of improv, some um, music. Um, we started to compose some music to spend the afternoons like playing, just playing. And suddenly we realized that we like to compose, that we enjoy the time uh, doing compositions. And then later, uh, these um, jams that we had in the afternoon started to be more and more formal. And that's how the year started. Right on. That's very fascinating. <laughs> the festival is a great opportunity for deer to get discovered and to also network with other artists, not only artists, but top music professionals. So are you yeah. super excited to play the Mason Music Festival? Yes, of course. Like, it's not our first showcase, but it's the first in, like, the, in the Western world, you know, which is kind of different. We are thinking, because um, these connections that you start making, like, in some point, some people wants to go to the biggest names, the biggest, like, uh, the most important people there. In general, we, with our experience in Asia and, and other showcases, we learned that every person that you meet in one of these festivals is important. Every person. And that's how we met our sound engineer. That's how we met our, like, bookers. Uh, that's how we met a lot of people that has been supporting our project since we started. So, yes, we are very excited about, like, meeting these, like, big names and, big, like, people with a lot of, with lots of experience, but also um, bands, musicians, technicians, everyone. Like, we love that. So, I think it's a, a big, very big opportunity. Definitely. And you're playing at a very amazing venue the nile theater there's been like so many wonderful bands over the years have play there and some big names too you have gone to share the stage with limp biscuit and one of my favorites the chemical brothers what was that experience like for you oh it's something that we never imagined because uh the time we left mexico we didn't imagine that we were like being like creating up this project here and later like that this will turn into something that lead us to all these big names you know and one of the of the nicest things in asia is that uh you you have access to these big festivals which uh, they invite like uh very nice headliners and of course, people that you are admire all the time. So yeah, the 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 time we were with um, Limp Biscuit in uh, Indonesia or the Chemical Brothers at like Talk and Flop or even Sigur Ross, we were like super like we couldn't believe it. You know, it was great. Uh, but yeah, it's like a dream, something that we never imagined. Awesome. And you've released a new song, a new single, Roland, which was inspired by ancient Egypt mythology. Tell us some more about the single. This single was uh, released in March 
and we are promoting because it's part of our big um well an EP that it's like a tribute of like the nature and this planet. We've been through very awful things lately, like COVID. And so we were thinking about what what are the things that are important of this life and this mysterious place that is planet Earth. And we started to figure out about animals and humans and their relationship and all these things. And suddenly this single I I was like repeating like one like one loop in my head, rolling, rolling. And I remember this myth of the uh, dung beetle like rolling all this this ball in in the in the desert and ancient Egyptians like trying to explain how the sun was going into the sky and going down to the like the underworld and how this animal was like uh, rolling this the sun over the sky through the like guided by the by the stars i think it's a very nice myth and also i think it's beautiful how humans humans respond with this uh, idea and this myth and also how they take the inspiration uh, on this with this little insect that seems like very tiny but very strong so I love the idea of making a song about that and we were like working on on it and that's how we had this last single. What has the feedback been like on Rolling? I think we never imagined uh, because our latest uh, singles, well, our previous singles were like more rock inspired, more aggressive and suddenly we have this contemplative song and what I, it was amazing is what is that some people that never like sent like feedbacks or anything suddenly they shared the song and suddenly they were talking about the song, which I think it's nice because it, it seems like we are not focusing only on one specific type of people. Just like our songs are like reaching other types, uh, other kind of audiences, and it's what we liked about it. And yeah, I think as the song is like profound and very contemplative is what people perceive about it, even though that they probably don't have the idea, like the whole idea about the song, they feel like uh, comfortable. They said like it was a nice, very nice track, very profound. And uh, yeah, the music video for your song, The Farthest I Can Get, really neat. <laughs> yes. Yeah, The Farthest I Can Get uh, was uh, directed by one Mexican um, female director, Montserrat. And we were talking about this idea about uh, COVID. I didn't want to make like a portrait of like, Let's get together and be strong with this. Because my sensation with this um, crisis was not bad, but that the, this crisis led the humanity to question many things about themselves, about science, about their beliefs. 
about facts and contrasted contrasted with beliefs. So that song was like talking about that and she wanted to portray someone with that uncertainty, like like checking the, the, the cell phone, like being feeling sick, feeling like something was going like in the wrong way, but she didn't know what was happening. It's a strong video, but I think one of uh, of the things that we love of, of that video is that she gave her own interpretation of the song. So we like that. So we gave her like a lot of freedom. She was like really comfortable doing it. And so that's why she's been like working with us. She made like, she direct the parts that I can get and disappear. And now she's like uh, working with uh, the latest single in the name of, which we are going to release at the end of this month. Awesome. What inspires you to do music? Uh, everything, I guess. Um, it's so strange because some of the things that Miguel and I were very compromised. I don't know if it's because we have like formal music formation like in at the faculty of music in mexico so we had this discipline of like feeling that we needed to work for the music and trying to do it like super formal and suddenly uh pop music and this world like gave us like certain freedom and i started to think about oh what type of music uh like will include like different topics because lately at least uh, on hispanic world we realized that most of the topics were like love and sex basically and it's not that it's wrong but we didn't want to do what everything was doing like there's a lot of offer of, of that, that that style of music so we were thinking about something deep i love poetry i love reading like stories like especially like traditional stories so we made songs about our experiences our own experiences but also we are inspired of, about these tiny stories that we see like the one of rolling but other like for instance was like biting spectrum this song is inspired on a tale it's a horror tale uh, from a chinese writer so in some way, I'm always like looking, like observing what is happening. And I try to interpret that through the music and through my lyrics. So that's how we get all the inspiration. I think. What do you find harder to like write lyrics or the melody? I guess the melody because melodies are something that uh, is not abstract. And it, it should, like, pin something in your head. Like, if you're singing, like, a melody that is not well-developed or, to in my case, to me, like, that it's not very appealing, you don't feel any attach and you cannot repeat it later. You know, something that we admired about uh, about composer, composers like Lennon and McCartney was that, like, you could listen to some melody and you were like, even though that you don't know the language, but you are like 
in some way singing and repeating. But that does, doesn't happen only with, with pop music. Also, with if you, if you think about the most famous symphonies, like Beethoven, Fifth, you, everybody can repeat, da, 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 you know. It's something that one melody could like pin something in your head and it's it stays there and it moves something. So that's why I think it's the most difficult because to lead that process, like some days are not, they are not very inspiring or I don't know, something happens and are not the same. But some other days, like you feel like, oh, I, I need it. That is the, that's what, what, what I was looking for. And sometimes it happens like as with some summer songs that uh, we were like thinking about like the melody of the, of the birds and it, it's good, you know, but later it's like in the chorus, the chorus should be like even better. So I'm like, ah, oh, you know, sometimes it's, it, it gets harder, but once I get the melody, Later, the, the lyrics like come like they just appear like in some way. I, I recall some topic. I recall some something that called my attention, and I say like we are going to talk about this, and it's easier, I guess. What best describes a deer show? We think uh, that a show it's not completely different of 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 uh your recorded music but in some way it is you know because you have you leave some of that essence in on a record or uh, on one recording or whatever but in the end the live show is the whole the whole music experience something that we forgot because now with the digital era and all the technology now we can record music we forget about uh, music as a performative art. And the whole experience of like being there, listening to some musicians performing is like almost like uh, religious, you know? It's a very like deep spiritual uh, experience. And Something that we like is to make the people connect to that part, like not not on because this is, will sound a little hippie, you know, but it's not in, on that way. I mean, it's like um, every song has its power, and we want to push them to like get into that power, and we try to make it with a good performance. If you do a good performance, you push the people to that uh, way and they can feed all the energy that you are like trying to to show. And that's how I describe our like experience of seeing us. I, I don't know. I feel it in that way, maybe Miguel, like perceive it in another way, but that's my own perspective, I guess. It's great. Yeah, nothing beats being at a live show. Normally, uh our live show, it's always like what it's happening at the moment. Because every time you do a concert, there's like something happening with uh, something technical, with uh, some issue uh, here, there, like technical issues. But it's how you 
like in the end that that shouldn't be important it's what you are like uh, portraying it's what is important i guess what you're pushing to show how can more listeners find out about deer you can find us everywhere as deer mx d-e-e-r-m-x and we have our website deermx.com so there you can like there's like the concentration of all our, all our material the music the music videos or pictures etc but you can go to our all our social media google us like DRMX, uh, DRMX, and that's how you you can find our catalog and all the like streaming platforms and also on social media you want to grab a write or send us a message and we are always spending uh, about people giving us like some feedback just saying hi we love that and how did you come up with the name dear mx when we arrived in hong kong miguel was like had a lot of free time and he was doing like lots of things among all those of things he was like taking pictures here and there and he went to one part where there was a hand like laying down like in the park and that picture was like really nice uh we printed we had it there like in in a room and when we were playing like we wanted a name that would be like short you know something easy something short we saw the the deer and we said like maybe deer but later we realized that deer is like a very like i don't know like very common name so we said like we are going to add them mx because we are from Mexico, so that that's how we came with our name. That's great. Anything you want to ask me? Yes, <laughs> because um, and most of the uh, most of the interviews are like booked and organized by Miguel and and other people, and sometimes they don't have time. I I sometimes I do the interviews and I don't have time to meet all the the person that is interviewing me in your case you are in 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 mesa or at least in arizona what can you say about the the audience there because we saw here uh, uh, california and on this part of of the us you know it's very different and we have lots of friends from uh, different parts of of uh, the us in hong kong they uh, attend to our concerts and they always say like, you should go to the U.S., you should like perform in, in the U.S. But we don't know, we don't know exactly how the people because it's a very vast and diverse country that we don't know how the people of Arizona, how, do you, how would you describe it? People in Arizona love music. There are a lot of festivals in Arizona and especially in the East Valley like in Mesa and Tempe. The Mesa Music Festival is in their their sixth year of the festival and it's back and uh, ready to go. Um, there is a two-year hiatus with the festival um, because of COVID. The neat thing about the Mesa Music Festival is all the venues are local businesses. So there's like a, a cafe a cookie shop, uh, a couple of bars, and it is 
a great experience not only like you know artists are playing at these venues but it's kind of like you're supporting the local businesses as well yeah mesa is a very neat place uh there's a lot to do there people love to go out and a lot of people like to see bands from different countries you know it is great that you're playing this festival because a lot of people are going to be excited to watch deer play live there's other artists from other countries that are going to be playing there too and uh one of them is from canada so yeah
when we left. And then 2019, when we uh, went back, we did like a couple of shows. And then we've been away of all this amazing food and other people, other friends uh, in Hong Kong uh, are coming from the States. They know how to make guacamole. They know how to make lots of things, how to prepare them. And we always ask them, and they have very good taste, you know. Even even they know when when uh there's a very bad like Mexican restaurant in Hong Kong, they said like, nah, that that restaurant is not good. It tastes like awful. And yes, they're right. So in some way, they are like with this proximity of the culture, like through the through the food, which I think it's amazing because we think uh, Mexican food is very unique, it's like because like. There's nothing like like it around the world. So we're very proud of that. <laughs> so it's not our merit, but it's something that we like, like. We love to share with other people, people from all around the world. Tucson, Arizona, which is about an hour and a half away from Mesa. There's a place called Minadito that is really good. They have the best Mexican food in Arizona. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah, we are going definitely. We're going to try to like go to that place and see what they're offering. Because yeah, we're very impressed about what we can find here, like in the states. Like yesterday, we had like some. We saw some people that were selling like uh, food from Oaxaca, which is very specific, you know. Mm-hmm. And I love uh, the food from Oaxaca. So I was really surprised that you can like see lots of not only like the average Mexican food, but like different styles. Yeah, Arizona, like in Mesa, they have some good places too. Um, Felbertos is really good too, right? Mm-hmm. Carnitas burritos, really good. Carnitas. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're definitely like trying to see what we can. Like we can do then there's a place in phoenix that's really good um taco chihuahuas so they're another place phoenix is about half hour away from mesa oh i'm a little surprised about distances here like we experienced that in china but it's kind of different because you know china it's always connected to like through the uh, railways and everything is like trains. You can like travel like through like very long distances, but there always like there's always a train station. But here in the states, like there are like these huge distances, and the like there's nothing in between. You know, it's something about the beauty and something about the what makes it a little crazy to travel here because there's no other way. Like you have to drive. Or maybe take a like a plane, but there's no other way, you know. Yeah, it's kind of complicated, and yeah, it, it it's something that contrasts a lot with Asia, especially if you've been living for a long time there, and everything is connected through like train. It, the train is really common. Sometimes when people say like, oh, yes, you can go to this now that we are in California, like, eh, yes, LA, San Diego, and they seem like, oh, yes, San Francisco. And everyone is like talking about those like cities, but indeed they're not kind of close to each other. <laughs> they're not. Kind of, they're kind of far away. 
yeah, we've been traveling all that long, all those long distances, and yeah, we you can you can see all the landscapes and you can see wide like. Yeah, like California is a huge state and everything is like so far apart and takes hours to get to like one spot to another. Yeah, I can't imagine. I I was I was impressed about that, and it it, it was so a lot. And like in movies, especially Hollywood movies, like you see all these like characters that they are like hitting the road, you know, they're like driving like through the desert and you know these kind of things. We are going from California driving to to Arizona. We're hoping to see about a bit of the landscapes and everything. Yeah, cool thing about Arizona, especially like in Mesa, which is like considered the East Valley, everything is pretty close to each other. Like you'd be in downtown Phoenix from Mesa in about 30 minutes. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I, uh, we saw some pictures of the Nile Theater and, um, we saw like a big place but how would you describe to me there because it seems like it's a different the perception from like the postcard of uh you know a picture um like being standing there like to see it the nile theater is just amazing um it's a really old building like it was open it opened up in 1924 and mm. Yeah, it's a big place. It's a good place to see a show. So many big name artists have played there, like Scary Kids, Scaring Kids. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, like growing up in Arizona, like the Nile was like the place to play. Authority Zero has even played there. Authority Zero is from Arizona. Authority Zero actually headlined the first ever Mesa Music Festival. If you look, there's a lot of great artists playing the Nile Theater on both days at the festival on that Friday and Saturday. You're playing at the Nile both days. That's really good. Yeah, it's like when you see something that yeah, on the picture you you can imagine some things, but I want I want to experience like you know someone that who is standing there like someone who is being there. You can describe how is it like the theater seems like impressive. There's definitely a big nostalgia factor in the Nile Theater because even going to high school in Arizona, it was like that's the place where like people hung out and go to shows. Oh, really? Yeah, you make a lot of great uh, lifelong friends at the Mesa Music Festival, and you're going to have a blast at the Mesa Music Festival for sure. Thank you. Thank you for the for the good vibes. Thank you for all this like feedback about about what Mesa audience is. I, I feel like very flattered to, to say like um, we're going to be at this um, this place exactly the night theater that it's like culturally speaking like for local culture it's like an important place uh, to hang out to have fun but also like an important uh, venue for uh, like artists and we feel like we're very lucky that we had this chance and 
I'm very happy to to meet people from Mesa. I hope we see we can see you there, like meeting like personally. Yeah, go check out Dear at the Nile Theater on Friday from 5 to 5.30 p.m. And again on Saturday night from 8 to 8.30 p.m. at the Nile Theater. So thank you for the interview and thank you for like the conversation. Here we have Miguel, but it's it's a little like Hi, sick. I'm super sick. I can't. <laughs> with, uh, with all the temperature changes, like here oh. is like super hot and then super like, cold and yeah. it's like this. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Next, I'm going to play a couple songs from Deer. The first one is The Farthest I Can Get.
That was the song, The Farthest I Can Get. The next song I'm going to play for you is Rollin'.
That was Rollin' by the band Deer. Er, Deer, I'm Kim Cusack. Thank you all for listening to Hitting the High Note.